الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الف لام ميم ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم من تعلم القران وعلمه او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام respected elders and brothers when a person purchases some form of machinery some appliance some gadget then open in that gadget or at the time when he wants to use that gadget he will have to open the instructions manual and he will see exactly how to use that product and if a person for manufacturing etc then at times that company which he is purchasing it from will send an engineer to show him how to use that product and if a person goes against that instruction manual he does not follow the procedure of how to use that gadget how to use that machinery then immediately his warranty will become void so similarly beloved brothers allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the greatest form of machinery in us insan human beings and together with that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent out a perfect instruction manual on how we need to conduct ourselves and that is the qurani majid and together with the qurani majid allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his messenger nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam to show us exactly how to practice on this qurani majid So this is the beauty of the Quran which Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has sent down that it is an instruction manual for us to conduct our daily lives and the only way for us to understand and fully practice on the Quran-i Majid is by following the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam because the Quran-i Majid was revealed to none other than him In one hadith Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said إن لكل شيء شرفا يتباهون به وإن بهاء أمتي وشرفها القرآن that certainly there is always something which people take pride and the pride the glory the honor of my ummah is the Quran Majid so it is for us to appreciate this نعمة of Allah سبحانه وتعالى you will never find any book in the world which starts off with such certainty such conviction alif lam mim zalikal kitab la rayb fihi this great book in which there is no doubt look at the opening verses of of, of alif lam mim that this great book there is absolutely no doubt in it 
And then immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala corrects our mindset that when we read in this Quran in Majid, it is not for science, it is not a storybook, but rather hudallil muttaqeen. It is a source of guidance for those who want to adopt taqwa. Subhanahu wa ta'ala commences his, his, his kitab showing that there is absolutely no doubt. And remember from the time this Quran was revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam till the day of Qiyamah, it will suffice for all times. At times you hear people saying that certain teachings are outdated and we need to review certain laws. We should never say such statements because the quran majid is for eternity. Till the day of Qiyamah, this quran majid will be preserved, will be protected, and it will apply to every time and every zamana. Then if you look at the effect of the quran majid how the hardest of hearts, just by reciting the Qur'an, their hearts completely made a revolution, completely made a turnaround. We all know the famous incident of Hazrat Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an. That morning he sets out with a sword around his neck, planning to commit the worst of crimes, killing the greatest of Allah's creation, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And just a few moments later, he is in the house of his sister, reciting the opening verses of Toha. And it has such a tremendous impact on his heart. That by the end of that day, he is saying, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. So this is the effect of the Quran in Majid. You and I as believers, imagine if we open our hearts out to try and understand the Quran in Majid. If we cleanse our hearts so that we may accept the pure message of the Quran, what a tremendous impact it will have because we are already believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the greatness of the Qur'an. And today what I would like to speak about is the six rights which the Qur'an has over us. The Qur'an in Majid has six rights over us. And the first right which the Qur'an has over us is that we have firm belief in the Qur'an in Majid. That every letter of the Qur'an is divine, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the absolute truth. And this should be our belief. That if the Qur'an says it, then definitely it is true. If the Qur'an says it, definitely it is true. In Punjab, there was a shepherd, a simple illiterate shepherd, who had passed away. And after he had passed away, a very beautiful fragrance would emanate from his qabr. So the people of the town were perplexed. That what action did this person do? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with such a favor after he has passed away, that his cover is given of this beautiful fragrance. So the people of the town, they go to his respected family, and they ask her, that what is it this person had done to earn him such a reward after he has passed on? So she said he was an illiterate shepherd, nothing out of the ordinary, no long rakats of tahajjud, or any special ibadah, etc. But he had this one great quality, that every morning after Fajr Salah, he would come home, he would open the Mus'haf, he would open the Qur'an Majid, and then he would cry and say, Oh Allah, it's too late in life now, I have not learned how to recite the Qur'an Majid. But he would put his finger over each verse of the Qur'an, and he would say, Ya Allah, this is definitely true. And I have 100% belief that this is definitely true. 
And like that was his tilawat each day. And look at the honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives him. After he passes on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a beautiful fragrance emanate from his qabr. So this is the first aspect that we have firm belief in the teachings of the Qur'an-i Majid. That it is divine and it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Respected brothers, if you look at the time of the Sahaba radiallahu an, then we will not find lengthy bayans being given. We will not find in the books of hadith where Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would give lengthy, lengthy bayans. But rather the Qur'an-i Majid was their bayan. The Qur'an-i Majid was their bayan. That's why if you look at how the qirat in the different salahs, for example, the time of Fajr, lengthy qirat is given. Because for that day, the person has something to ponder over. Those ayat of the Qur'an-i Majid, lengthy verses are recited. So that person now ponders over these ayat for the day. Again, you will find the Isha Salah slightly more longer than the other Salahs. And the reason for that, now when a person is going to bed, he has something to ponder over as he is going towards the night. So this is the beauty of the Qur'an-i Majid. It is only for us to understand. How many ayats of the Qur'an we hear? Afala yatadabbaroona al-Qur'an. Do they not ponder over the Qur'an-i Majid? So there is deep message which lies in the Qur'an. It is us, it is for us to understand and to ponder over the Qur'an-i Majid. So this was the first thing. That we have firm belief that every word of the Qur'an-i Majid is divine and is true. Then the second right which the Qur'an has over us is that we have intense love for the Qur'an-i Majid. We show intense love for the Qur'an-i Majid. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu anh, he would often say, if hearts were pure, they would never be satiated with the tilawa of the Qur'an-i Majid. And Hazrat Uthman radiallahu anh, he was known as a man of the Qur'an. Every single night, not only in Ramadan, but every single night, in one rakat of salah, he would complete the entire Qur'an-i Majid. That was Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu anh. A deep attachment, a deep love for the Qur'an. And then the famous words of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we find that when the time of mort came for Uthman radiallahu anh, when his time of martyrdom had come, then what was he doing? He was engaged in the tilawat of the Qur'an-i Majid. To such an extent that that Qur'an which he was reciting from, that page which he was reciting from, had his blood spilt on it because he was martyred while reading the Qur'an-i Majid. So, Hazrat Uthman radiallahu such attachment to the Qur'an-i Majid, so look at the death Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. Why it's reciting the Qur'an and on top of that martyrdom. The ultimate you would say. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayh, every single night one Qur'an. And in the month of Ramadan, one Qur'an during the day, one Qur'an during the night. A person might ask that how did they manage to read so much of Qur'an? But remember there's something called barakat in time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stretches time for those people who make a firm determination that they want to carry out so much ibadah daily. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stretches their time. In this day and age brothers, in this day and age there are people who recite one Qur'an daily in the month of Ramadan. While the other chores, etc., which they have to attend to. But this is called barakat in time. They make a firm determination, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up that time for them. The question may arise that how do we develop this intense love for the Quran? 
So there's three things we can do. One is, we read the virtues of the Qur'an Majid. We read the virtues that if I read so many ayat, this will be my reward. If I read so many ayat, I will be saved from becoming from amongst the neglectful ones. If I read this, this will be my reward. So in this way, a person is reading the virtues. Automatically, it is granted, it is giving him motivation towards loving the Qur'an Majid. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing we can do is make a firm resolve. Remember, we are insan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us such that for everything we do, we have to make a firm determination. So we make a firm determination that we want to attach ourselves to the Qur'an. And you will see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it possible. And I'm dedicating this amount of time to the Qur'an in Majid. So automatically you are making that firm determination, then the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come. And the third thing we can do is that we pick up our hands and make sincere dua to Allah. That, oh Allah, fill my heart with love for this Qur'an. Oh Allah, make me attached to the Qur'an in Majid. Oh Allah, make me from amongst the Ahlul Qur'an, the Ahlul Qur'an. And who are they? They are Ahlullah wa khassatuh. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, Inna lillahi ahlina minan nas. That from amongst the people, they are the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From amongst the people, they are family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sahaba radiallahu an as, qalu, manhum ya Rasulallah. Who are these people? Who are these special people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling them my family? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Paul Ahlul Qur'an. They are the men of the Qur'an, the people of the Qur'an. And then Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam describes who are the true Ahlullah. You know, we hear often that we must keep the company of the Ahlullah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Hum Ahlullah wa khassatuh. They are the family of Allah. They are the men of Allah. Wa khassatuh and his special servants. So these are those, these are those people who are attached to the Qur'an in Majid. They have that intense love for the Qur'an. They fulfill all the rights of the Qur'an. <coughs> so this was the second right the Qur'an has over us, that we show intense love and attachment to the Qur'an in Majid. Then the third right which the Qur'an has over us, is that we show intense respect for the Qur'an in Majid. We show intense respect. Hazrat Ikrimah bin Abi Jahl, radiyallahu anh, how pure is Islam? Ikrimah radiallahu anh, in all the battles before Fatih Makkah, he was a Muslim, he had made shaheed. But then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to spring that wings of hidayat, then he becomes Ikrimah bin Abi Jahal radiallahu anh. So Hazrat Ikrimah radiallahu anh, when he would pick up the Mus'haf, the quran Majid, he would kiss it, he would place it on his forehead, and then he would say, this is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the word of my Lord out of respect, and then he would begin crying. Just by holding that quran Majid, so much respect he had for it. Not too long ago, there was a famous alim by the name of Hazrat Mu'ana Badri Alam, Rahmatullah Alayh. And Hazrat Mu'ana Badri Alam, Rahmatullah Alayh, originally from India, but then he took up residence in Medina Munawwara. And he had passed away in Medina Munawwara, and he had the honor of being buried in Jannatul Baqi. So the custom in Jannatul Baqi is that after six months, they would reuse a qabr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it such that the ground over there is such where after six months, you can reuse that qabr. And maybe it's the hikmat, the beauty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the system 
for that area. So Hazrat Mawana Badri Alam Rahmatullahi, after he was buried, the authorities opened his cover after six months to bury someone else in that cover. And they find that not only was his body completely fresh and intact, but even the kafan in which they had buried him was completely intact. No changes at all. Again, six months later, they open his cover. Again, they find it in the exact same state. And again, for the third time, six months later, again, they open his cover. And then again, they find it in the same state. Thereafter, they close that cover. They marked it off. And they said, no one can be buried in here after this. Again now, the ulama of that area were perplexed that what action did this person do that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored him in this way. So they go to his son, they ask his son, they know he was a pious man, but there must have been some action which was outstanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him this honor. This honor of being buried in Jannatul Baqi together with his body and his kafan being completely intact. So his son says that my father had this one outstanding habit that he had intense respect not only for the Qur'an Majid, but also for the Hafizul Qur'an. To such an extent, if there was a young boy, a young child who was Hafizul Qur'an, then he would never even stretch his legs towards that boy. This was the level of respect he had for the Qur'an. And he would say that the Qur'an Majid is in the heart of that young boy. How can I show disrespect and stretch my legs towards him? And then look at the honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him. That after he is gone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still preserves his body. This is something very important, the respect of the Qur'an. And as parents, we should also encourage and teach our children how we hold the Qur'an. When we recite in the Qur'an, how we sit and recite it. The attire we wear, a good fragrance on our body, our mouth must smell good. All these are part of respect and adab of the Qur'an in Majid. So it is so important that we go out and learn this adab. And this is one of the rights of the Qur'an in Majid, that we show respect for the Qur'an. And together with that, when the Qur'an is being recited, we remain silent. وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنِ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْسِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ That when the Qur'an in Majid is recited, then listen attentively. Listen attentively so that you may be shown mercy. So how important when the Qur'an is plain, it mustn't be such the Qur'an is playing on the radio and then we are having some conversation. No, but when the Qur'an is being played, we sit and we listen attentively. And remember to listen to the Qur'an is a separate sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Just to listen to the Qur'an in Majid is a separate sunnah. Many a time we'll find in the book of Ahadith when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say to the Sahaba that recite the Qur'an to me. I want to listen to it. So this is a separate sunnah where we take out time to listen to the Qur'an in Majid. Then the fourth right which the Qur'an in Majid has over us is that we make tilawat of the Qur'an in Majid. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in one hadith, Alayka bi tilawatil Qur'an. That hold firm to the recitation of the Qur'an in Majid. فَإِنَّهُ نُورٌ لَكَ فِي الْأَرْضِ For verily, it is a light for you, it is nur for you on this earth. One is physical nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will beautify you externally. But not only that, what does it mean it will be a light for you in this world? Meaning it will be a form of hidayat, a form of guidance for you. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will push you towards the right. He will save you towards the wrong. So, فَإِنَّهُ نُورٌ لَكَ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَذُخْرٌ لَكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ And a treasure for you in the akhirat. So double fold, just by reciting the Qur'an, you are getting guidance, you are getting light in this world. And then you are getting treasures stored for you in the next world. 
So how important that we make tilawat of the Qur'an in Majid? A person may say that I'm making tilawat of the Qur'an but I do not understand the words. Remember, respected brothers, even in that there is reward. Now every harf, for every letter, alif, you are getting 10 rewards. Lam, 10 rewards. Meme, 10 rewards. Just by reciting the Qur'an in Majid, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah alayh, the famous Imam of the Hanbali Madhab, on one occasion he has a dream. And in his dream he sees Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he asks Allah that what action will bring me closest to you? What action will bring me closest to you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's response is the Qur'an Majid. The citation of the Qur'an Majid. Imam Ahmad further asks, would understanding or without understanding? And the response comes both. Whether you are reciting the Qur'an, you understand it or you do not understand it. You are still drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, إِنَّكُمْ لَا تَرْجِعُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ بِشَيْءٍ أَفْضَلَ مِمَّا خَرَجَ مِنْهُ يَعْنِي الْقُرْآنِ That you can never gain the close with anything more than you can from that which has come from him. يَعْنِي الْقُرْآنِ The Qur'an Majid. The best form of dhikr. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has explained that those people who are engaged perpetually in the Qur'an Majid and they do not even have time to make other forms of ibadah. They do not have time to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the responsibility upon himself to fulfill all their needs. So this is the perfect month in which we can become totally attached to the Qur'an. We can increase our tilawah thereby becoming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this was the fourth right of the Qur'an that we make tilawah of the Qur'an in Majid. Then the fifth Right, time has run out, but we'll just go through the last two. Number five is that we make amal on the Quran Majid. And this is the most important. We make amal on the Quran Majid. We practice on the teachings of the Quran Majid. A person may ask, what are the teachings of the Quran Majid? It is very simple. It is the Sharia which Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has laid down for us. And it is the manner in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam carried out that Sharia. That is making amal on the Quran Majid. Remember, you can never get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can never gain his proximity without following the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The sunnah is the practical example of making amal on the Qur'an Majid. So that is the fifth thing. We become totally attached to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because that is making amal on the Qur'an Majid. In fact, in the times which we are living in, in one hadith, نزل جبريل عليه السلام على رسول الله فأخبره أنه ستكون فتنة that once Jibreel alayhi salam had come down to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said soon a time will come in which fitnas will engulf the people like the time in which we are living in you look right, you look left there are fitnas from all directions then Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked Jibreel alayhi salam قال فما المخرج منها that what is the exit for it what is the safety from this from these fitnas so then look at the response of Jibreel alayhi salam. He said, of Allah. That is hold firmly to the Qur'an Majid. That will save you from all the fitnas which are engulfing. So this is the fifth right that we make amal on the Qur'an Majid. And the last is that we get involved in some learning or teaching of the Qur'an. In the opening hadith I had mentioned, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وَعَلَّمَهُ That the best of you, the best of this ummah, are those who learn the Qur'an in Majid. 
and then they teach the Quran in Majid. And remember brothers, any form of learning of deen will fall under the ambit of this hadith. Because when you are learning anything about deen, what are you learning? You are learning the teachings of the Quran in Majid. You are learning the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the next time you sit in some discourse, or the next time you sit in some program, then make that intention, that khayrukum man ta'allam al-Qur'an, that Ya Allah, make me among, um, amongst these people who are the best of your ummah, that they learn the Qur'an in Majid, and together with that they propagate the Qur'an in Majid. Another important thing just to conclude, is that we ensure our children learn how to read the Qur'an in Majid. We'll find many a time, a child is going up into, into high school and beyond, and still he has not learned how to read the Qur'an. In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ Do they not ponder over the Qur'an? That is to dive deep into the meanings of the Qur'an. But if a person does not know how to swim, he does not know how to recite the Qur'an, how will he understand the deep meanings of the Qur'an in Majid? So this is something, let's start it off in the month of Ramadan, where we start this uh, abundant recitation of the Qur'an in Majid. We try and learn. Remember, it's never too late. It's never too late. Even if a person is old, he does not know. Take out some time, go to some alim, some hafiz, tell him, can you take out 15 minutes every day just to teach me how to recite the Qur'an in Majid? You will be falling under the best of this ummah. Khayrukum man al-Qur'an wa allama. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to fulfill all the rights of the Qur'an in Majid and put that intense love and attachment to the Qur'an.